welcome to the College Football Bros, the podcast that's a day three sleeper. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Football Bros podcast. I am Michael Newman, and I'm joined by the brother with a high motor. Oh yeah, that's that, that's me, baby. Ryan Newman. I'm like Thomas the Choo Choo Train. and i'm joined by the other brother with tremendous bend (laughs) that is one of the many intangibles i do have trey newman on today's episode we will not actually be talking about the nfl draft but instead we are going to do our own college football themed drafts which i think you guys are really going to enjoy but before we get into all of that we want to let you know that we're going to be doing a mailbag episode next week so we need you to send in some questions and we're actually recording that episode this thursday night because trey lucky guy is going to be going to hawaii lucky guy play some golf unluckily he's going by himself Um, (laughs) so get those questions in now you can do that on twitter at cfb bros on instagram at college football bros you can email us college football bros at gmail.com you can send them in on Facebook, facebook.com slash college football bros. Blah, 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 blah. I know. This is, there's a lot of places to reach <laughs> us. The last one, which I think is our preferred way for you guys to leave a question, is at our voicemail line, 260-CFB-BROS. So get those questions in. That's the cool way to do it. Leave a voicemail. It's, it's very cool. It's very cool. Yeah. Everyone my, everyone my age pees their pants. It's the coolest. <laughs> Really? Yes. News and notes. Time for news and notes. We've had Thomas the Choo Choo Train and Peeing Our Pants discussed. We got off to a strong start, guys. If peeing your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. (laughs) Very nice. Very nice. (laughs) We've got some new NCAA rules to discuss. So walk-ons can now transfer and be immediately eligible. And also freshmen whose first academic term is in the summer may transfer and play immediately if their coach leaves prior to to the first day of fall classes. So that doesn't apply to early enrollees. So what are your thoughts on these these changes? I have no issue with these. And honestly, they both seem very logical, especially the the freshmen whose coaches leave. Yeah. I mean, these kids more often than not commit to a coach as opposed to a school or program nowadays. So if a guy that gets them to, to go there ends up leaving – they should have the right to transfer without penalty. So I, I don't have a problem with this. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I there's I have no issue with it either. And I still think, Trey, your suggestion from a, like about a month ago or so is the best uh, of the uh, the one free transfer. No questions asked. No. Hey, whoa, that was that wasn't Trey. That was my idea. All right. Don't. Mm, was it really? <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, I, I can't take credit for it. Wow. I, hmm, I just thought it was Trey. All right. <laughs> you really well. think Trey's capable of that <laughs> that intelligent of an idea? <laughs> wow (laughs) oh man (laughs) uh but yeah no i agree any progress giving more power to the players you guys know i'm i'm always in favor of that yes you are uh speaking of transfers we've got some pretty important uh entries into the transfer portal all three quarterbacks so we will assign one to each bro ryan who did you cover yeah i feel like i feel like one is probably more important than the other just agreed this one i'm saying here first yeah you're right Tommy Stevens entered the portal, so that's a that's a surprise. Everybody kind of just assumed he would be the uh, 
starter in waiting after McSorley left, but apparently the redshirt sophomore uh, Sean Clifford beat him out or was likely to beat him out. Um, so, you know, if I'm Penn State, I'm looking at it. I, I'm not really looking at this as a negative. You know, that just means somebody better went, came up and, and took the job from uh, Tommy Stevens. So I think it's probably a good sign. I don't, and it probably means that Sean Clifford is going to be pretty solid. Yeah, I guess that's one way to look at it. Sure. Glass half full, Ryan. I like it. I mean, it hurts depth, but like, you know. Right. And maybe Tommy Stevens, I'm not sure what he was told, but maybe he just wasn't guaranteed a starting spot. So he thought, I, I can't risk this in my, you know, at this point in my career. But man, he waited so long, right? <laughs> I He did. It's so, really unfortunate. Yeah. So Ryan, you mentioned depth with Penn State. That's really the factor here with my guy, uh, Matthew Baldwin at Ohio State. Yeah, it's not necessarily big news in the sense that Baldwin probably wasn't going to beat out Justin Fields for the the starting job, but it's really big in terms of it's crippling the crippling de- depth at uh, Ohio State at the quarterback position because since the season ended, Haskins turned pro, Tate Martell left for Miami, and now Baldwin enters the pol- portal. So they're only left with West Virginia grad transfer Chris Chuganoff or Shogunov, and and a walk-on out behind Justin Fields. So it's uh, it's pretty thin there. I didn't realize Shogunov transferred there. Interesting. Yeah. And Ryan, where, what, do you have any thoughts about where Tommy Stevens might go, revisiting that? Well, I'm sure you have a thought. Well, I'm just... Oh, gosh. Oh, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mississippi uh-huh. State. Mississippi State. That's my prediction. <laughs> Following um, Joe Moorhead. It makes some sense. Yeah, I mean, why not? It doesn't seem like Keaton Thompson is uh, an all-star, so yeah. he could win the job there. Um, okay, my quarterback I covered was Matt Fink, transferring away from USC. This one makes sense. He graduates in June, so he'll be able to, to transfer, of course, be immediately eligible with two years left to play. And at SC, though, he was in a quarterback battle with two guys that are younger than him. Of course, the sophomore JT Daniels, who you would think is the favorite, and another sophomore, Jack Sears, who might have even been the second favorite. So it was probably time for Fink to go, and I would expect him to go to a group of five school and probably start. I was curious to know what you what you were going to Fink on that. <laughs> oh, man. Every time we bring up Matt Fink, Trey, you just you can't resist. <laughs> um, all right, let's break down last weekend's spring games. I'll start us out here. Oklahoma State, they had their spring game, and I feel like we haven't talked a lot about them this offseason, but they've got one of the more interesting quarterback battles going on. So you got the redshirt freshman Spencer Sanders, who was a very highly rated recruit coming out of high school, and then you've got the senior who transferred to Oklahoma State last year from Hawaii, Drew Brown, and he was solid at Hawaii. So I think whoever wins the job, they're going to have, they're going to be in good hands, and they got equal reps with the ones and twos in the in the spring game they both played decently well so there's no starter named i think we're gonna have to wait till the fall to, to find out about that all right i'm gonna touch on oh wait w- sorry one more one more i want to quickly touch on georgia they had their spring game i know we got a lot of listeners from georgia jake Fromm had a bad game but nobody cares nobody cares nobody why who cares we know jake Fromm's good I saw a highlight of one of his picks and it was pretty bad. Like he double clutched and it was it was uh it was just a slant route and the guy picked him for touchdown. But again, who cares? We know we know he's no, good. No, it, do, it doesn't matter. Well, this this is the first 
first year where he's not being pushed by anybody, right? Oh, wow. Shots huh? fired at Stetson Bennett. <laughs> no, he's the man. He's good. Yeah, no worries. Uh, all right, I'm going to touch on UCLA here. They so they they had an interesting game. They played a ten. They ended up playing a ten drive game, and the final score was three to nothing. Oh uh, wow! The Bru- so the Bruins were they were very weak on defense last season. So at least you know that's encouraging uh, with the result of this game. But offensively, looks like they still have some work to do. Uh, Thompson, Robinson, Burton, and Griffin. They're all their quarterbacks. They rotated drives, but were all stymied. Uh, DTR he threw a pick in the end zone. As a team, they were two for eight on fourth down. They gave up five sacks. So it was a pretty sloppy end to spring uh, for the Chip Kelly offense, at least. And I also wanted to give an update. We touched a little bit on Miami last week uh, as they had more of an open scrimmage. But but this week, they had their official screen, spring game. And we mentioned how Tate Martell struggled. He, he kind of rebounded this week. Uh, he was much better, going six of ten for 154 yards and two scores. But the starting starting job is still way up in the air at this point. It's it's a three horse race between Martell, Perry, and Williams. Well, it's a good good stat line there, though. That that race is really hard to predict right now. It seems like. Oh yeah, who knows? Honestly. Um. All right. Well, we know here in Oregon. It's my next team. We know who's going to start there. Um. They had a really good turnout, actually, of about thirty five thousand people. You know, relatively, because if you look at the rest of the Pac-12, the next highest was Utah with about six thousand. So, yikes! The Ducks, the Ducks dominated the attendance battle. Um, as far as the game, uh, QB is not the concern. Uh, wide receiver really probably is, especially for that offense. Uh, but the group probably did pretty well. Jawan Johnson, he had three catches, um, and one of them went for the for a touchdown. You know, the Penn State transfer, he looked pretty good. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he was Oregon's leading receiver this year. Uh, but their leading returning receiver, Jalen Red, he also got a touchdown pass. And then they had two the two new freshmen, Micah Pittman and Josh Delgado. Those guys look really good. They have a ton of potential. So I think that group showed pretty well. So it's a good sign for Duck fans. All right. That'll do it for the news and notes. Let's get to our drafts. Drafts on drafts on drafts. And the first draft we have here is the next team to make their first ever playoff appearance. So we'll have three rounds in in this first draft here. Ryan, you have the first pick. Ooh, all right. Um, This is a tough one, Um, but I'm going to have to lean towards the Texas Longhorns. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I mean, if you just look at the Big 12, I mean, it's them and OU who dominate the recruiting front. So all it would take is just, one off year from OU and then a good year from Texas to for them to dominate the Big 12, win the conference, and have a great chance of making the playoffs. So, I mean, if it's possible, it could happen this year. I, I'm not banking on it, but uh, with all the great recruiting going on for, by Tom Herman, it seems like their better days are coming. So I, I'm, I'm going to take the Longhorns with the first pick. Okay. I, I have the second pick here, and I'm, I'm happy that I get to take the first team on my draft board. I Texas was second on my big board, so... Pretty close. I know who you're going to pick. Well, Michigan. Michigan. Oh, I don't know who you're picking. Never mind. I was. Oh, really? You thought there was someone else? All right. Yeah, I did. Well, I'm going with Michigan over Texas because, well, you already took Texas, but <laughs> I had them ahead of Texas on my board because I like Michigan a little bit better this year. Um, I think they have a little bit better chance. They get Ohio State and Notre Dame at home. Shea Patterson, one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Not that 
Sam Ellinger is he's right there too. Yeah. But I just I like their team better. I think Texas, they lost a lot from from last year's team, especially on defense. So there's some question marks there. Um and I just think moving forward, Harbaugh's a great coach, a really good recruiter. If it doesn't happen this year, it could, you know, it could happen any year. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. All right. I'm gonna take the Florida Gators. Nice. Uh, I'm not I'm not saying they're gonna do it this year, but Dan Mullen obviously has the Gators heading in the right direction with uh, you know, after his first year success winning a New Year's six bowl. Uh they're also recruiting better. It's it's so it's the Gators for me with my with my first pick. All right. Okay, we're snaking it. We're doing a snake draft, so go ahead, go again, Trey. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Hmm, this one we're getting tough here. Now let's go. <laughs> I feel like you could say about anyone in the SEC West that hasn't gone. I'm going to yeah. take I'm going to take LSU. Uh I don't have the most faith in in Eddie O, but the recruiting and talent is good enough. And I mean, they've got to get lucky against Bama one year, right? Yeah. Nah, yeah. Not necessarily. <laughs> no, I know, I know. <laughs> but no, I mean, you, they do have a puncher's chance this year with with Joe Burrow, so. Yeah. Yeah. Solid pick. Oh, it's my turn. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Was, <laughs> this Waiting on you, Mike. snake draft's confusing me. Okay. I, Ryan, I'm going to go with the team I think you thought I was going to take before. Texas A&M. Yeah. 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 I, the reason I didn't take them earlier is I, I just think it's a huge stretch to think that they would do it this year. I just don't think they have built up the talent over an extended period of years yet, but Jimbo Fisher has proven he can build a championship team. So over the next few years, I think he's going to keep getting top five recruiting classes, top 10 at worst. Um, so they're going to be a great team soon. The only problem is they're in the SEC West with Trey's pick LSU and with Alabama and Auburn. So that's what, you know, is the negative in there, you know, against them. But still, I, I am bullish on their future. All right. All right. That's a good one. Um, all right. So for my next one here, I'm going to, I'm going to go out West. I'm going to take, uh, the USC Trojans Ooh, actually. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously not happening this year. Uh, <laughs> hey, you <laughs> never getting, know. You never know. <laughs> you, sometimes you do. <laughs> um, but you're getting kind of lower on the, on the totem pole here. So, I mean, USC, it doesn't take much to turn them around. Somebody, if Clay Helton gets fired, which, you know, <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> Hopefully he does. Uh, man, just bring in a decent coach. All of a sudden, you get a ton of recruits. You steal those. You keep those recruits in LA st- again, and USC can turn it around in a hurry and dominate the Pac-12. So, yeah, I'm, I'll take the Trojans. Yeah, I mean, even Clay Helton won a Rose Bowl at SC like two years ago or three years ago. Yeah, so. exactly. So it doesn't take much to win the Pac-12. But that that's higher than I would have had USC. But all right. Well, I mean, you know, we're getting a little lower, but. We are. All right. Who's your next pick? All right. We're uh, snaking it to me again here. Uh, man, this is tough. I, I got it down to three, and they're all Big Ten teams. Um, man, I'm going to do it. I'm going to say, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm going to say the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean... Wow. It doesn't take a whole lot to win the Big Ten West, you know. It really doesn't. So, I Wisconsin's been close a couple of times making the playoff, and I think Scott Frost can get Nebraska that close too. Is with the potential Heisman c- candidate at quarterback. Not going to happen this year, but uh, who knows? The year after, the year after that, who knows? It could happen. 
No, it's I had them on my list. Not this high, but it, it's reasonable, like you say, given the Big Ten West. It's, it's yeah, exactly. There's not you know another Michigan or Ohio State in there. So mm-hmm. uh, okay, my final pick here then is going to be Penn State. Uh, so yeah. you got Urban Meyer out of the division. That's nice. Who knows? Maybe Ohio State will take a step back and. They've been ranked in the top 10, this Penn State that is, they've been ranked in the top 10 at some point each of the last three seasons. So he's got them close. They just haven't been able to close out the season. And their recruiting has actually been getting better the last couple of years. So yeah, it's great. It's definitely playoff caliber good. Yeah, they're going to be in the hunt. You you took my pick there, Michael. So that that's a good one. Yeah, I'm, that's okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to Auburn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I've been a Gus believer for a long time. I feel like he could turn it around, um, with the talent that they pull in on the planes. I don't see why they couldn't get to the playoff. Yep. Anybody else you guys were thinking? Yeah. I'm just looking over at the list. So we've na- we, we did, we did nine. We finished our, our nine, nine team draft here. I had, I had Wisconsin in, in my, my group. I left out. It was between Auburn and Wisconsin, honestly, and I I picked Wisconsin over Auburn. Interesting. I I had Auburn seventh on my list. Yeah, you know, but obviously the stacked SEC West. It's it's hard to take anyone there. But yeah, exactly. They two years ago they were in the SEC championship against Georgia, and if they would have won, they were in. So he's been right there. Yeah, that's true. All right, let's uh, get to our next draft here, and we're going to be drafting the coach to be fired first in 2019 so each of us is going to get two picks here i am very fortunate to have the first pick <laughs> <laughs> and i'm going with clay helton oh, from usc surprise, oh. surprise and the reason is i mean it's there's obvious reasons his seat is extremely hot he he's almost no fan support which is a recipe to be fired mid-season another recipe to be fired mid-season is a brutal start to the season schedule wise you got fresno state stanford at byu utah at washington and at notre dame none of those are gimmies i'd say three and three is the likely record there but two and four definite possibility and if that's the case he's gone yep yeah that would be hard to uh to come back from obviously a a good pick there i'm gonna say this is quite simple Chris Ash at Rutgers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I really don't have to explain this much, but they just have proven to have no hope with Ash aboard. And we've even had some some sad Rutgers fans on the, the show express their concerns about Ash and, and shocked that he's still there. So, you know, again, they're probably not going to have a, a very successful season this year. So it might be Ash's last hurrah. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, all right. I'm... I'm, I'm down to two here, but I, I'm going to lean towards, uh, I'm going to go Lovey Smith at, at Illinois. Mm, oh, yeah, man. he's entering his fourth year, uh, and this this is a big year for him. Most of the rebuilding should be done. Obviously, he took over, and it was going to be a process. He, they started a bunch of young players, and all those young players have grown up, so they should be have a bunch of experience on the field, but I just don't think they're going to be very good. Uh, I mean, they went 4-8 and eight last year, um, but their, their first three games this year are st- non-conference all non-conference super easy akron yukon who's terrible and eastern michigan lose any of those and i mean there's no way they're getting to four wins again so i just think uh i just i just don't like the i just don't think they're gonna be able to do it. i think lovey could be gone i i disagree with that one i think he's 
fairly safe. The The recruiting has been decent. He's got a true freshman quarterback that was highly touted. So I'm I'm Team Lovey, but... Yeah, you are Team Lovey. I, I'm not Team Lovey, so... Okay. I'm not surprised to hear you say that. You're Team Haiti. <laughs> not yeah good one but thanks, no, i'm, I'm kind of with you ryan i don't i'm not i'm not so down on him but i i'm definitely not pro lovey yeah i mean he's gonna i mean if he regresses that's gonna be hard you know going for four and eight to maybe like three and nine that's so i don't know we'll see um all right my serpentine draft year or snake draft right so i'm gonna take uh the next one will be i'm gonna go randy edsel at uconn yeah. just kind of mentioned him four and 20 in his two years there uh, and last year, I mean, their defense was, oh my gosh, like one of the worst ever. They gave up over 50 points a game. Um, I mean, he had a good run at UConn about a decade ago, but I really doubt he's going to make it past this year. Yeah, no, he, they were, UConn's been horrendous. Uh, it's too bad. All right. By the way, I just, I just Googled to confirm. I didn't want to, I wasn't positive, but Lovey was given a two year contract extension after this past season. So. He's safe, Ryan. He's safe. <laughs> yeah, because the coach has never been fired after getting an extension. No one's ever been fired after yeah. getting an extension. <laughs> it's true. A two-year one at that. <laughs> so I'm going to go a little off off the board here, at least from the power schools, and I'm going to say Bob Davey uh, at New Mexico. Oh, that's what I wanted to take. Oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I, I yeah, stole that's him. a good one. Uh, he's in his eighth year. He's only been to two bowl games, but in every other season... They haven't won more than four games. And then on top of that, the off the field issues with, you mm-hmm. know, allegedly forcing players to play, uh, obstructing rape investigations on the coaching staff and the players. It's just like, I'm shocked he's lasted this long. Me too. I don't know why he wasn't fired last year after that, that scandal. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's a great pick. Um, Okay. Last pick here. I'm going with Brent Brennan, San Jose State. It's only his that's third. That's not fair. That's you can't pick that. San Jose State's just a gimme. I, <laughs> I know, but two and eleven and one and eleven. His first two years. If they do the same thing again this year, you know how can you justify keeping him? Like, yeah, he's got to be gone. You got to make some progress. So yeah, I think it it could be do or die. What do you guys think of Matt Luke at Ole Miss? Yeah, he was. He was up there for me. I don't think his seat is especially hot. Yeah, it's not coming off of. I mean, they're they're still feeling the effects of uh, Hugh Freeze. So, yeah, he was dealt a tough hand, but I I just didn't know about. Uh, he's he's not f- super far down the list, but yeah, Tony Sanchez was another guy I considered at UNLV, but I I really thought he would do well. Me too. Me too. They yeah. were, you know, he was. Of course, they hired him from. Bishop Gorman, right? He was a high school coach, so it was out of left field, but you thought he'd recruit really well and just hasn't worked out so far. I mean, it hasn't been super terrible, you know, given the way UNLV has performed, his predecessors have performed, but still not great. I was thinking maybe um, one last guy was Willie, Willie Taggart. Yeah, I think he's, it, it would have to be pretty bad, but if they miss another bowl game, yeah, it, w- it would be tough to keep them after that. They might, <laughs> yeah. but it would be tough. Okay, our next draft is true freshman quarterbacks to make the most starts in 2019. And so the winner of this draft is the one who has the most combined starts between their picks. And we're, we're doing two rounds here. Trey, you've got the first pick. Okay, I'm going to take... Oh, man. 
I'm going to take Sam Howell at North Carolina. Uh, it's a you know one of Mac Brown's first big commits, and they they obviously have some shuffling at quarterback from the the past year. We touched on how Chaz Elliott or Chaz Surratt, excuse me, <laughs> I blended the two. Yeah. Chaz Surratt <laughs> changed blended. positions, a hybrid uh, quarterback. Yeah, I just feel that uh, Max might want to start his regime with with his guy. Uh, yeah, Sam Howell, he was a good pick. I mean, I, I kind of agree with you there. He's he seemed to be the have the leg up already in spring. So yeah, he's he started the spring game, got the most reps. So that he was number one on my big board too. So yeah, good pick. Yep, yep. Um, all right, that's a good one. I have I'm gonna take Bo Nix with the second pick here. I mean, it's obviously between him and Joey Gatewood for the starting gig and you know i watched some of their spring game and he was good you can just tell i mean he had command already he was confident he's got all the tools you need uh so his dad was a great coach so i i'm I'm thinking he starts day one and never lets never never lets go of that job okay i am i've got two picks here so first i'll go with hank bachmeyer from boise state now he does have some competition there's a juco transfer jalen henderson there who is i believe a senior and they're a sophomore chase cord who's recovering from a torn acl right now but bachmeyer four-star recruit going to a g5 school that is extremely rare yeah and i just i think there's a decent chance he starts from day one if not you'd think at some point during the season they're going to throw him in there yeah no i that's a good pick also um all right oh no 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 i get to go again ryan i get to go again oh um, this, might, this might make my choice easier then we'll see okay well i'm going Jaden daniels arizona state yeah yeah so it's yeah it's a four-man race there for quarterback you got the senior dilling sterling cole and then three early enrollee true freshmen but the most highly touted of those yeah, it's really a two-man race i disagree i don't i i think that um i'm forgetting the name of the other freshman but uh i read one of them has a decent chance but We'll see, but I am picking Jaden Daniels to uh, to be the starter, top fifty recruit. Why not? Yeah, it's an easy choice. Um, all right, well that made my choice uh, a lot easier for this last pick. I'm going to say Graham Mertz for for Wisconsin. Yeah, you know, obviously Hornibrook is gone, so that just leaves Jack Cohn, um, who you know has shown well. He played well in the uh, the bowl game against Miami. Uh, didn't really have to throw very much. Yeah, he had like eleven passes yeah, or something. Just handed it really worth burning that red shirt. <laughs> but anyways, he was solid. Um, but Mertz is the future, and if he if he doesn't start right away, you know it could be like a Kelly Bryant, Trevor Lawrence type thing where Mertz is just like too talented and, and just better. He's just got to play. So I'm gonna say him. It's a good uh, good analogy there, right? I'm gonna say. Uh, Max Dugan, uh, TCU. He was uh, he's out of Iowa. He was a big recruit for for TCU, and you just feel like the way that the offense has trended for TCU that Patterson's going to want to shake things up, and so he might even rely on a on a freshman. I like that pick. Yeah, I think there was after five after Graham Mertz. I think there was a drop off because I don't know about if I would have been the last pick, I would have really struggled there. It was yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. I probably would have gone with Dugan as well, but. You, know. you could go with Isaiah Williams at Illinois, Juice Juice Two Point Oh, but he <laughs> yeah. wasn't he wasn't an early enrollee, so it's kind of hard to tell there. Yep. All right, we have two more drafts remaining. The next one is we're drafting wide receivers to win the Bolitnikov in 2019. So 
Obviously, only one can win. So whoever whoever picks that guy wins this draft. Ryan, you've got the first pick. This is tough. I mean, obviously, you have last year's winner, Jerry Judy. Um, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna lean away from Jerry Judy. I'm gonna go towards Tylen Wallace for Oklahoma State. Mm. Michael, you kind of already mentioned the the QB race going on there. Um, regardless of who's wins the quarterback job, we've seen it the last ten years. They're gonna have a great offense with Gundy and Tylen Wallace was awesome last year. He had over 1500 yards and 12 touchdowns. So I don't see any reason why he won't put up huge numbers again. Um, so yeah. Yeah. No, he's, he's the guy that is guaranteed to have the numbers to, to be in the running. So yeah, exactly. As long as he stays healthy. Okay. You made my choice more difficult here, Ryan. I am between, I know who you're between. Do you know I'm between Rondell Moore and Justin Ross? Oh, that's who I'm between. Because Jerry Judy, I'm I'm staying away from him like Ryan. I'm going with, I just think T. Higgins is right there with Ross. So I'm going to go with Rondell Moore. So he led the nation in receptions last year. And coming into this year, he has the advantage of hype. He's going to be very, very highly hyped, deservedly so. Um, and I don't see why he wouldn't have an even better year this year. So Rondell Moore. Okay. Okay. So you're making this this tough on me because the oh, logical okay. the logic does seem like you take last year's winner jerry judy one of the things about alabama was they also had rugs smith and waddle they all had over 40 catches and so they were pretty evenly yeah uh distributed and now i feel like judy might get a little more attention this year so he might not be as spectacular i mean the offense will still be outstanding but uh i'm gonna go i just want to go off the board here Nah, screw it. Actually, I'm I'm taking Jerry Judy. Forget about it. You you, you <laughs> wow, tell me I wow. can with the third pick I can get last year's winner. I, it's too good to pass up. I'm, I'm, I'm wow. I'm, I'm doing it. I I tried to talk myself out of it, but I just can't. You you given me the last year's winner. You're you're like a an ill prepared NFL team in the draft room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I was thinking about it, like you gave me the third pick and I get last year's winner. Boom. I'm in. That's that's fair. I the reason I stayed away from him was was the reason you said. I know all those those great receivers were there last year with him too, and he still won it. But I just think those guys are going to get even more catches this year, especially Jalen Waddle. I really like him. But yeah, you're probably right. Oh, Trey, you've actually got two picks right now. So yeah, you got the fourth pick too. I know, I know. But there's some good guy. There's some good receivers. Uh, I tell you. So hmm. Like you said, Michael, with like T. Higgins, Justin Ross, they they almost offset each other. So I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go with C. D. Lamb at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Good pick. Uh, he, he was very productive last year, and that was even with the the go to guy last year, Marquise Brown. So yeah. and now he's gone. So I feel like C. D. Lamb will take the next step. So that's who I'm gonna take. Okay, that leaves me with I'm going Justin Ross now and. I realized that for much of last season, T. Higgins was, you know, probably their number one guy. And Justin Ross really just kind of exploded in those last two games in the playoff games. But I'm going to put more weight into what we we recently saw. 148 yards uh, against um, Notre Dame. Dame. I just (laughs) like who did Clemson play in the first round? Yeah, Notre Dame. 153 yards against Alabama. So. He came on at the end of the year. Maybe he'll carry that momentum into next year. And a full season with Trevor Lawrence, there's going to be more yards, more receiving yards out there yeah. for, for Clemson. So Yeah, he was yeah. 
the best player on the field, maybe other than Trevor Lawrence in that national title game. They were, he was awesome. He was unbelievable. Yep. All right. Well, you know, those were uh, pretty much, I mean, I wouldn't want to say a clear top five, but kind of, you know, those are certainly some leading candidates. Yeah, that was, that was all my top five right there. Yeah, me too. So I'm, I'm going to go off the radar for this last pick. Um, I'm going to go Rico Bussey Jr. Whoa, North yeah, Texas. North Texas, yep. He had over a 1,000 yards last year, um, had great numbers. And he's going to be Mason's Fine's favorite target again this year. So with those two guys returning, I think they're going to hook up a lot. And why not? <laughs> give, it, give, it, give it to the mean green. Sure, sure. Uh, we got to give some... I feel like, could we go another round here? Do we want to go another round? Sure. I, okay. <laughs> Let's do it. We only planned on two rounds, but I don't know. There's so many guys. Yeah, there, there's a lot. Okay, so, Brian, I guess that means you're up again. Okay, yeah, back to back here. Um, boy, I got to throw a little curveball here at me, Mike. I got to think about this for a little bit of here. Um, mm, okay, I'm going to go with, you know, I'll go with T. Higgins. I'll go with the, the other Clemson star. Okay. I mean, T. Higgins is quite the special talent himself, and... If something happens to Justin Ross, maybe he gets a twist an ankle here or there. All of a sudden, T. Higgins is the by far the leading guy. Mm-hmm. You know, they're both going to put up huge numbers. So, who knows? Okay, I'll go with Lavisca Chenault for Colorado. Yeah, he certainly started last year pretty hot. Yeah, he's a beast, and he does. They do hand it off to him as well. He's like a linebacker playing wide receiver. He is. He is. So I hope they give me, you know, I don't know if the Bolitnikoff voters are allowed to take into account some of the uh, rushing touchdowns, but if so, then I'm going Chenault. It's a good pick. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to be pro Alabama then. I'm going to, my net, the, the second guy I would take behind Judy is going to be Jalen Waddell. Uh, he last year, as, last year as a freshman had 45 receptions um, you know, over 800 yards, seven touchdowns. His average reception was almost 20. So, he, I think, I think he might take the next step. Uh, so, I'm going to take Jalen Waddle. All right, yeah, he's a freak. He's he's definitely a freak. Jalen Rager. Yep, he was he was up there. TCU. James Prochet, SMU. Yeah. Kedeva, Marcus Marquez Stevenson, Houston. Colin Johnson, Texas. I don't know. There's there's so many guys. I mean, it's a long list. There's some good ones out there. Okay. Our final draft is not college football related, but something that the bros know a lot about. It's a three-round draft, and it is cereals. I think maybe you may know more than Trey and I. You're a cereal fanatic. I don't know. Trey. Trey's had his fair share of cereal. I, I do like yeah, cereal. <laughs> that's true, but you'd store cereal boxes in your room and just I th- okay, that was a different time, Ryan, okay? I don't do that anymore, okay? <laughs> uh, so your final team here are going to be the only three cereals you're allowed to eat for the rest of your life, okay? So keep that in mind. I'm going first, and I'm This take- is important, though, because people are probably going to judge us more off this than any of our college football knowledge. They probably will. They probably will. Yeah. And I'm going Frosted Mini Wheats. With my first pick. Wow, that's not wow, even in my that's a top bold nine. number one. Yeah, wow. man. <laughs> no, I'm kind of, maybe I should have waited on that one, but. You could have left that off the board for later on. They're really good. They're filling. And the one thing, you got to eat it with the sugary side down, face down on your tongue. It's got to be on your tongue. It's got to be. So there you go. 
Frosted Mini Wheats. Wow. <laughs> All right. I'm going to take Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Mm. Yeah. I love I loved some Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and I think that's uh, – that's a great first selection if I do so say if I do say so myself. <laughs> I had a bad experience with cinnamon toast crunch. I don't want to hear it. Wow. <laughs> just a rich too much crunch. They're like one of just a really hard one, you know? You ever uh, get a really hard yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah. Just kinda ruined it for me. That's the bad experience? Just that was the yeah, that's it. <laughs> I was worried. Wow. I was worried. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how bad could it be, really? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, worse than that. Um. All right. I okay. I got back to back here, so I don't have to worry about this first one so much. I'm going raisin bran. Um, oh man, I had. Dang it! Yeah, I did I not gotta, expect anyone to take that. Yeah, neither I did I. <laughs> I. I'm not a big cereal guy anymore. I used to, you know, chow down quite a bit, but ra- I did go through quite a raisin bran phase, and that was the last like cereal phase I had. So yeah, I got to stick with raisin bran. It's good. It's a good one to have in in the repertoire because it's it's not horribly bad for you. You know, you yeah. got raisins, you got it's got fiber. <laughs> it's pretty bad, but <laughs> I know it's not great for you, no, but, but it's better than pure sugar. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's true. I could eat like four bowls of those and just, you know, easy. That's my problem. I don't eat actually don't really eat cereal anymore because I couldn't help myself from, yeah, just eating like four or five bowls. Yeah, like, you just can't keep just eating. have one. It's like, <laughs> it's just, I don't, I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> I know. Um, all right. So my second overall pick here, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Fruit Loops. That's, that's, a, those are some complimentary choices right there. Yeah, I know. This one, exactly. Fruit Loops was uh, probably my favorite cereal for three or four year period when I was younger. So it's a good one. It's a classic. I like it. All right, all right, Trey. I'm gonna go. Trey, if you take what I'm trying to pick next, I'm gonna I'm screwed. I I have a feeling I know what you're gonna pick next because I think you had it way more as a kid than I did. But no, I'm gonna say Frosted Flakes. Oh, that's a terrible yeah. pick. That's yeah, a terrible that's pick. Terrible pick. I like Frosted Flakes. <laughs> Loved it. Uh, the only so issue is you got to eat it quickly because they get kind of soggy. Oh yeah, you don't want it to quick. be too soggy. You know, you got to find that perfect balance of too crispy or too soggy. Okay. I am going with with my second pick, Apple Jacks. Oh no. no! Yeah, so I've got I've got the frosted mini wheats. I need something even sweeter, like a sweet complement to the mini wheats. So, Apple Jacks. That's the choice. Oh, I get to go again. I this snake draft is messing with my head. <laughs> <laughs> We're waiting. All right, my last pick. Ooh, I am down to two cereals here. I'll just share with you the cereals I'm down to. I'm down to Lucky Charms or Corn Pops. Oh, you! I know what you got to go with. Yeah, I mean, Lucky Charms was a childhood favorite. That's what I thought you were gonna say. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of OD'd on them growing up, but I guess it's been long enough. I'm going Lucky Charms, and the way I used to eat them was I was very uh, patient as a child. I would eat the. You'd save like the hearts or something. Yeah, no, I would save the 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 marshmallows. Marshmallow. I would eat the ah. whatever you call the other cereal part of it, and I would save all the marshmallows for the end. What a patient kid! Taught me discipline as a young child. <laughs> okay, Lucky Charms was up there. I I might have said that if you didn't take them. So you leave me with hmm. I'm gonna go with a classic. Just nothing crazy, but Honey Nut Cheerios. Ah, yep, yeah. You know, you don't feel disgusting after eating them. But but they do still taste good. A little bit better to me than just the plain Cheerios. So I'm going to say Honey Nut Cheerios. 
I could have 10 bowls of those. Yeah, they're not too filling. They aren't. No, yeah, that's for sure. Um, all right, last pick. I like my first two picks, Raisin Bran and Fruit Loops. I feel great about those. <laughs> um, but this last one here, I, I don't think I'm going to love it. Um, ah, man. Cookie crisps. What? No, I don't know. No, those are terrible. Uh, it's between it's between tricks. Whoa. Yeah, tricks and corn pops. And I think I'm going to go with tricks. You're going tricks. You know they're shaped differently than when we when we were kids. Are they really? They're all Do they round. Still taste now. the same. They still taste the same, but they're they're just all round. They're all spheres. Uh well, as long as they taste the same, that's fine. With uh, yeah, me. they taste the same. When I chew them, they're not going to really. I don't care what shape they are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> But corn pops are just kind of bland. Like it's you know it's it's kind of boring. Yeah. Give me yeah. some variety while I eat. All right, let's recap. Let's recap our uh, our cereals. So I'm gonna post. I'll post a poll on Twitter to see uh, who had the best cereal team. All oh, right. So mine. What's that? I won. Well, we'll see. Mine: Frosted Mini Wheats, Apple Jacks, and Lucky Charms. No you way. You redeemed it. You redeemed yourself with Lucky Charms. Yeah. I li- I like frosted mini wheats. All right, Ryan, who who was your your squad? Uh, I had raisin bran, fruit loops, and tricks. Okay. Mm-hmm. I had cinnamon toast crunch, frosted flakes, and honey nut cheerios. All right, we'll let the people decide. Uh, that'll do it for our drafts. Let's end the episode in a way we haven't done in a while with a questionable finish. Stephen A. Smith admitted he was an ignorant fool for his comments about Dwayne Haskins being a running quarterback. Name a time when you were an ignorant fool about something. Well, it didn't take me long to think about this one. Um, I was <laughs> I was ignorant in thinking that Kellen Mond could never be a good quarterback. Oof, yeah. You, had, you were quick to make that decision. Yep. Yep. Uh, sticking with the NFL draft theme of this week i thought that jimmy clausen was going to be a great nfl quarterback yeah that was i and i didn't i (laughs) well well good for you (laughs) yeah well fine i'm gonna go something non non sports non-football just this past weekend over over easter a bunch of kids were were painting their eggs and one happened to drop on the floor and i said it was it was good that it didn't explode i was surprised it didn't then of course I, I then realized and admitted that they were obviously boiled and they're not going to destroy when you when they hit the ground. So <laughs> I I was foolish. That's a good one. That's that's a good. I might have probably done the same thing though. <laughs> yeah, I, I was still. I was like, wait, why didn't it break? <laughs> yeah, wait, <what? laughs> uh, Mark yeah. Richt, who was just hired to be an analyst at the ACC Network, said he has no plans to return to coaching. What's something you used to be good at that you have no plans to do again? So, this is going to sound arrogant, but it's not intended to be. School. Uh, not saying I was getting a 4.0 every semester, but I held my own, and I just do not see myself going back to school again. Uh, that, that'd be a tough one for me. All right, I'm going with uh, eating a whole bag of Chex Mix in one sitting. Oh, man. <laughs> I was the MVP of that in high school, but can't do it. Can't do it anymore. Yeah, no. Um... You know, I used to be. I, I'm gonna go the same same route as you, Mike, with the food thing. I was really good at throwing down like three midnight hot dogs. Oh <laughs> hot man! Just, oh yeah, <laughs> that is weird. 
That's really weird. I did it in the dorms when in college. I just loaded up with ketchup and oh, oh man, they were so good. Ballpark Franks, got to be the B Franks. Mm. Wow, yeah, that's disgusting. Got no plans to do that again, even though I would like to. A high school player named Anthony Beavers Jr. committed to Oregon, not Oregon State. Which other player, past or present, went to the wrong school? I'll start us out here. There was one just a couple years ago that should have gone to Oregon. Clifton Duck Ah. is a cornerback at App State. Another one, Jalen Waddell at Alabama. He should have gone to Oregon. Wow, there's a lot of some duck theme here. A lot of ducks out there. Now, Waddell should have gone to Youngstown State. What's that? Waddle's like a penguin. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Okay, yeah. No, now I'm with you now. <laughs> That's good. All right. That's good. Got there. Good. I'm going to take uh, Duke Johnson went to Miami. He, oh. he really should have just gone to Duke. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right, I got two. One's the, pretty much the same as yours, Mike. Storm Duck. He's he's going to North Carolina this year. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about Storm yeah, Duck. Yeah, Storm Duck. He, wow. <laughs> absolutely should have gone to Oregon. Uh, and then my I other think one, I was thinking of Storm Duck when I said Clifton Duck. Oh really? But <laughs> I swear there's a guy named Clifton Duck at App State. Maybe there is, but I had Storm here. All right, but he's a recruit for this year, so okay. Yeah. Uh, and my next one is Grayson Boomer. He he's actually he was actually from Oklahoma. And as a high school kid, and then, but he went to Oklahoma State. Oh, and, and not OU. I wow, mean, come on, that's rough, <laughs> dude. All right, that'll do it for the College Football Bros podcast. Don't forget to send in questions for this Thursday night's episode. Well, we're recording it this Thursday night. Be coming out early next week, so we'd really appreciate those questions. Enjoy the NFL draft this week, and we'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros, follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros, and for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com thisishome today. 
Who loves to tailgate? The Plato's Closet Fairfax and Manassas locations will be tailgating this Sunday. College students, go back to campus in style. Plato's Closet will be putting out all their college apparel, in addition to gently used trends from hundreds of popular brands. Shop and save up to 70% off regular retail prices. Don't miss the tailgate party this Sunday at Plato's Closet Fairfax and Manassas locations. Plato's Closet is now hiring. Find us in Fairfax in the Greenbrier Shopping Center and in Manassas at the shops at Signal Hill.